Well, today on our podcast, we are joined uh, by uh, our CSU president, Dr. Jim Lytle, and a very special guest uh, from uh, the Grand Rapids, Michigan area, Joe Martino. Joe, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks. Well, I appreciate it. You are a 1998 graduate of Clark Summit University, but you'll tell us a little bit about before you got here and graduated. Tell us about your background growing up and what led you to come to campus. Okay, so I grew up about an hour south of Clark Summit in Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania, the only official town in Pennsylvania. And uh, Dr. Carter was our uh, pastor for a few years. Dave Benning was also our pastor for a few years. In eighth, I came to TLC and met Matt Pollock and had really just maybe not a life changing, but certainly a life altering experience. And from there on out, it was BBC or bust. What year did you come to, to campus? 1993, fall of 1993. I packed four years into five. <laughs> well, during your five years here, what, what activities, what things were you involved with as a student? Uh, I was involved in my dorm, uh, you know, through some student leadership things there, ministry, different ministry outreaches. I mean, everything from watching uh, toddlers for a, a women's ministry at one of the local churches to I actually ended up pastoring a small church out in the middle of nowhere for a couple of years. So a lot of those types of ministries, I've played intramural sports. Um, I'm wonderfully gifted to watch sports, not necessarily participate in them at a high level. What was your major while you were at CSU? Christian education. Dr. Rockwell was at the time was the chair of that department. Mm -hmm. Any favorite professor or class that jumps out? Well, uh, Ted Boykin would be, he was my RD, uh, very influential in my life. His Genesis class was probably my favorite class in all of my time there because it was the first class where I really understood how all of the different things could line up sequentially and in layers. And once I got that, it was like I was reading the Bible for the first time again. And I grew up in a Christian school, went to church most of my life. So it was not the first time I had read the Bible, but it certainly changed how I was able to read the Bible. I know it's hard to believe, but Ted Boykin is still a dorm dad, and he's still uh, serving and teaching here at the school in a new role as a vice president for student development. So he's still here going strong. I couldn't tell you how many yes. guys over the years have told me, Joe, the same thing you did about the impact that Ted's had on their lives. And there's, you know, he told me once how many guys he's put through the dorm. It's an awful lot of them, but it's, it's all it the is. same thing, that, that personal love, personal care. And uh, it's the sort of thing that guys catch from him. Yes. Yeah. I came to BBC with some deep wounds. And one of the most healing uh, aspects of my time there was Ted. I usually tell people, Ted just lived Jesus to me. Still is. Yes. Great man. Along the way, I believe you met a young lady named Erica who is now your wife. Did you meet her at CSU or was that after your time on campus? I did meet her at CSU. Uh, I very distinctly remember the first time I met her, I was walking down uh, the street between the girls' dorms and I suddenly heard, uh, I hear you're looking for me in this Midwest twang. And I looked up and 
there was the girl that was to be my wife. Uh, she was in Vibbert at the time. What was the story behind you were looking for her? That's what I want to know. So her oldest sister lived in the town where I grew up. Uh, and her oldest sister and my mother were very good friends. And my mom, old school Italian, she was like, you will find this girl. You will offer her anything she needs, any help, any anything. And I was like, mom, look, I'm a fourth year student. I'm not really sure why you think I need to meet her. And as, as you know, old school Italians will do, she was like, there is no discussion. You will do it. So I put the word out like, hey, I'm looking for this girl. Anybody knows her, let me know. And that was kind of how it all worked out. Sounds like an arranged marriage to me, but we'll let, we'll let it go at that. Well, we can add one step to that. My mom actually said to her that uh, you would be good for my son, Joe. And she told my mom that she'd never date me. And my mom's response to her was, well, you can't stop me from praying. The power of a praying yeah. woman, but the power of a, a praying so Italian off. woman. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. You're not far off. So how many years have you and Erica been uh, married? We have been married 22 years. Any children along the way? Yeah, we have four children, 18, 16, 15, and eight. Well, having teenagers yeah. makes sense that you would be in a counseling type of ministry, right? <laughs> dealing with teenagers. <laughs> but backing up before we talk about your counseling, Joe Martino counseling, how did you end up from Central PA going to school in Northeast PA out in uh, Western Michigan? So it was a circuitous route. Uh, we started out, I worked at a church in Northern Virginia, which is very urban, very, very urban. And we didn't like that. I grew up in the country, thought, oh, I want to move to the big city. I was there about 45 minutes and I realized, oh, this was a mistake. Uh, so we moved to the Eastern Shore of Maryland after that, uh, worked at a Christian school, helped start a church there, left there to work at a church that essentially we helped shut down. They had got to a place where they were in trouble. And they needed someone to kind of walk those final steps with them. And while we were there, we felt God calling us to Michigan for me to go back to school. So I came out here to go to graduate school and uh, we just never left. What is your, what is your degree in? I, I have a master's in counseling. So, and I did a uh, interdisciplinary, not flavor, but you, you can pick your genre of counseling. And I went interdisciplinary, knowing that eventually I always wanted to kind of run my own practice. Which brings us to your career. Tell us about your company called Joe Martino Counseling. What's your expertise? Where are you located? Okay, so sure, we have four offices here in the greater Grand Rapids area. I personally do relationships, so I can I kind of do it all across the spectrum. For instance, today I'll be meeting with people who are caught in the middle of a recently exposed you know, infidelity and how they heal from that. Uh, I'll be meeting with a couple that's been married for quite a while and they're in distress. I'll also be doing premarital counseling with a couple tonight who's planning on getting married in the fall. So I'll be all across the spectrum there. Uh, one of the things that we want to do is we want to be able to provide the full wheel of therapy to everyone. And so we have, I'm not sure, I think 16 therapists currently um, and they offer, you know, therapy all across the spectrum. My wife specializes in trauma. Uh, she's also a counselor and she specializes in trauma and anxiety. We have people who specialize really in almost anything that you would need to go to therapy for. On average each year, how many couples are helping through their, their, their crises or issues? Uh, as, as a individual, 
visual therapist, I usually run around 34 active clients in any given week. As a company, we do around 1,300 hours a month, I think, 13 to 1,400 hours a month. You're having a significant ministry in uh, people's lives there in Western Michigan. How do you as a counselor, you're hearing all the, the trauma and the hurts of living in a sin, sin-cursed mm-hmm. world. How do you, Joe, stay, stay strong and not get depressed yourself or overwhelmed by just hearing everyone's heartaches? So I, I think a, a couple of things have come together for that. One, I used to work at a local mental hospital that was long-term residential adolescent. I did that for five years. And I used to tell people, God made some people to hit a curveball 400 feet. He made other people to take a race car 200 miles an hour and go a quarter of an inch away from another race car doing that. He made some people to paint paintings that will just move your soul. He made me to be able to sit in the middle of crisis and be okay and and just not be moved to unhealth from it. Certainly, you know, it, it moves us emotionally or moves me emotionally, but I do have some good systems in place to recharge. I live about a half hour from where I work. So that helps. I can do the drive. Uh, I enjoy time outside in nature. I love to fish and hunt. Uh, Those are good times for me to recharge. And I'm very intentional about my relationships, who I hang out with, (laughs) who I interact with, camping with the family. Have you seen a a more willingness for people to go to counseling? There's like less of a stigma associated with mental health issues, or is it, have you seen any changes in that? area? Yeah, we're definitely seeing more people willing to, to enter into counseling. Uh, you know, in the past, there's kind of been two groups of people that would be somewhat resistant to it. And that would be most of your first responders and, and, and military personnel. Uh, and, and then quite honestly, a lot of church personnel, uh, church mm-hmm. staff, and, uh, you, you know, even people in church and you're seeing a lot more acceptance of that. I think, I think the stigma of, well, if I need counseling, that means I don't have enough faith. I, I really think that mantra is going away, which I think is great. You know, more and more people are being accepted of counseling. I'm hearing more pastors talk about it, which I think is a great thing. Even more pastors, for instance, my own pastor has talked openly from the pulpit about his experience in counseling. I, I think that's very helpful to normalize it as just part of good emotional and mental hygiene for people. You're co- we're coming out of uh, COVID-19, 2020 into 2021 now. Have you seen an uptick? Have you seen any anecdotal evidence of like, man, it's just, this has been a really tough 12, 14 months? Yes, absolutely. I think at first you saw an increase in anxiety for people. You know, we didn't know really how to respond. There were certainly very strong opinions that didn't agree on how to respond. And uh, you know, more and more people trying to get in loss of jobs, certainly. Mm-hmm. And, and then there was kind of like this wall that I feel like people hit, especially here in Michigan, where we had some very strong guidelines and people almost hit this wall. Of like, okay, I'm just done. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to wear a mask. I don't want to think about social distancing. I miss movies. I miss concerts. I miss hanging out with my friends. And so there was two very distinct upturns there. And even now, I normally try to build into my schedule little breaks for emergency or crisis situations. And they're all full. Just how many people are trying to get in and we just don't have enough hours in the week. You've written a book, uh, The Emotionally Secure Couple book. 
Maybe give us like an elevator pitch on what's that book about. So the book is called The Emotionally Secure Couple. It is about couples and relationships. Essentially what happened was I usually tell clients when I first meet them that we'll talk about a lot what's in the book, not because I wrote the book, but I wrote the book because there's a lot, because I talked about it so much and I found that it was helping people. We do conferences, we do, you know, seminars, and, and this was just another way to help people get the information. Uh, essentially what it is, the, the, the gist of the book is emotional security trumps everything. And they're very repeatable, very simple, and also very hard steps that any relationship, whether it's a romantic relationship, a parent-child relationship, an employer-employee relationship, you can take these steps to build emotional security. You're, you're on our podcast here at Clarkson University. You yourself have a podcast. Tell us about maybe the title of your podcast and what, what that's about. Uh, so the title of my podcast is The Joe Martino. It should be in every podcast player that people might want to use. And it is simply about what are all the things that make us human? How do we navigate relationships, humanity, our emotions? Uh, how do we how do we handle all the strong res- you know, opinions about how we should respond uh, to COVID uh, or the strong opinions about things that people didn't agree with? How do we navigate that? How do we navigate parenting? How do we live an intentional life? All of those types of things. I named it that way. I have a good friend who is a marketer and he was like, your name has good pentameter. Go with that. So that's what we did. Is it a weekly, daily, twice a month? Every Wednesday. Every Wednesday, a new episode drops uh, with, with a few exceptions. So in fact, we I just dropped episode 150 last Wednesday. Congratulations. That's a, that's a good milestone. That's 150. Yeah, it's a good number. Thank you. For, for those that are listening, how, you know, someone's dealing with anxiety, whatever it might be. Yeah, how do they know, not to say self-diagnose, how do they know when to, hey, I need to go get counseling? Or is this just something, hey, I need to go to the word of God, or I need to go get more exercise, change my diet. How, how do you determine between when you need help and when it's just, uh, hey, I need to make some changes on my own? Yeah, that's a great question. So, Typically, what we would say is anytime that the anxiety becomes intrusive to your life. And so, you know, we all experience or or almost all of us experience some level of anxiety at different Mm -hmm. times. You know, different things happen uh, that maybe you lose some sleep over. And, And, you know, one or two nights, probably not that big a deal. If it starts to roll into much more than that, it's probably helpful to go do that checkup. And sometimes it's just an issue of, you know, like I had somebody come in and they weren't sleeping and they thought it was anxiety. They were drinking a half a pot of coffee two hours before they went to bed, (laughs) you know, and they could get away with that when they were in their twenties, they weren't in their twenties anymore. Some shift changes at their work Uh and they, they didn't adjust for age. And, you know, unfortunately we all have to do that. So I always tell people, if you think you need counseling, it probably wouldn't hurt to make a phone call, uh, especially in this climate where there's probably going to be a wait until you can get in. Mm-hmm. And that way you can kind of run out all of the questions that you brought up. Our guest today is Joe Martino of Joe Martino Counseling. He's a 1998 graduate of Clark Summit University. Speaking of CSU, Joe, how, how did your CSU education prepare you for your current career? Your speaker, podcaster, counselor, how, how did what, what role did CSU play in that? So the first thing that CSU did was it, it introduced me to people that God would use to heal 
some very significant wounds in my own life. Uh, and then, you know, when you think about public speaking, preaching is not public speaking, as in it's the same thing. And yet there are elements that certainly cross between that. It, it's allowed me an opportunity to have conversations with deep skeptics from a place that is not, well, this is my faith and you have to believe it, but hey, this is my faith. This is why I believe it. And and I can cut down on, on skeptics try to bring where I'm like, well, wait, that doesn't actually mean that. And at least expose them to a different idea. <laughs> you know, it, the thought process has become just part of the fabric of how I live. And uh, that is probably the best tool that I received was I, it's not that I'm trying to, to argue with my friends that are skeptics. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to make sure that they're intellectually honest with why they're a skeptic. And in a way that hopefully isn't judgmental or in any way, it might put them off a little bit, but that's kind of life is how I look at that. So that's one of the best, two of the best gifts. It's neat to see the influence of uh, an interim pastor by a guy named uh, Dr. Rembert Bird Carter and Dave Benning. And then you come here to campus and you're influenced by guys like Matt Pollack and Ted Boykin. And now fast forward 20, 30 years, you're in uh, the Midwest and impacting people there that are in crisis and need, needing uh, immediate help. So it's neat to see the the influence of individuals on your life, but then take that together, the culmination of the CSU education, and you're, you're really making a difference. And to me, that's what uh, we want our alumni to be, Christ-centered, career-ready graduates making a difference for Christ. So thank you, Joe, for your, your life example in that way. Jim, any comments? And Joe, any comments before we leave? Well, I just appreciate the stuff you've shared with us because you've you've got such a great balance in there, but all the way through you're drawing people to become like Jesus, and uh, you you see yourself as a part of God's process, and you've got an open door for them to come in. I think, you know, we we probably ought to if we weren't doing this over computer, we ought to hang our you know A1 alumni pin on your chest there. Well, thank you. Uh, I would just say anybody is, if they're thinking about therapy, don't let the potential stigma keep you from it. Uh, I, I would say, I, you know, I tell my friends this, always do due diligence. Don't think if you went to a therapist and you didn't connect that all therapists are going to be like that person, you know, not every therapist fits every person. And so allow yourself the freedom to meet a therapist and not like him or her. That's okay. Uh, and then on a personal note, anyone listening, if they wanted to follow me, I do have another book. Uh, that we are hoping will drop this fall. It might actually be next spring. Uh, dealing with uh, how we deal with the story in our head called Taming the Tempest, at least currently mm. called Taming the Tempest. That'd be helpful. And just kind of dealing with with the, the, the rise in people not feeling like they can navigate the story that runs in their head, which we need because it creates meaning for everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the same time, it can lead us to paralyzing fear. Joe, what's the name of your uh, your website where someone can go for resources or um, even for counseling? Sure. So my personal website is joemartino.com. And then our uh, company website is joemartinocounseling.com. And if you live in Michigan, if you live anywhere in Michigan, due to technology, we can provide services. Uh, if you live out of state, we can't quite do that because of current federal laws. But right. we're hoping that'll change soon. But yeah, joemartino.com. You can find me there. And from there, you can find all of our company information. Hey, thank you, Joe. Thank you, Jim, for joining us on this edition of uh, CSU Alumni and Friends Podcast. See you next time. Thank you very much for having me.